As the host of this radio program, it is my duty to set the table here. Doreen is off. Katrina Cravey is in the Doreen chair this morning. Marcus is here. And joining us right now is our green and gold insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, and co-host of Wildy and Tausch, Jason Wildy. Jason, good morning. How you doing today? Well, good morning, Dave. And, and I just would like to state for the record that, well, it's always a joy to talk to you and Marcus, and obviously I love Doreen. Um, the fact that Katrina is on the show today, obviously I've been a long-time huge fan. I always love it. The rare times that... Her appearances on this show have lined up with mine. It's always a highlight. So uh, I did not bring any green M&Ms, but I'm excited <laughs> to be part of this. Jason, I want you to know, Dave, did I not just say I love yeah. Jason? Yeah, she just said that to me, that she loves you. I was trying to talk her out of that, but she she insisted that she loves you. But That's good advice. You know what? Yeah. Before she said that she loves you, she told me something that I don't think our audience has ever heard from Katrina. I know I haven't. Oh, no, what? She was the quarterback in the sixth grade for the boys' flag football team. Were you really? I was. I was such a tomboy in elementary school. I had to move to a whole new school district to act like a girl in the next one. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, are you Katrina, the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Were you the quarterback of the flag football team? All right, Jason. Tell me about your, uh, your take on Dan Campbell's coaching decisions in the Lions game. Wow. Well, maybe if he'd have had Katrina at quarterback, yeah, uh, maybe risks would have been worth it. By the way, wasn't there? First of all, I didn't think I could like her more, but now I do. But secondly, <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't Helen Hunt in like a? I don't know if it was an after-school special. Yes. Or she like played quarterback princess. I think it was called. Really? Am I the only one remembering? No, no, no. no. Marcus, remember Marcus remembers that. it. Yes. I don't. I don't remember it. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna use the Google machine here. Yeah, okay. look that up. Yeah. Okay. And you, you thought uh, it was quarterback princess. All right. I believe that's what it's called, and I believe this is why Katrina is now thrown me for a loop because <laughs> yep. after that I was like, oh my gosh, a girl who plays quarterback. What more could any boy? Yeah, want? but I think uh, probably in that she was 1983. 1983. Was she playing for high school where they actually tackled her? This was flag football. I mean, they yeah. were tearing off Velcro strips. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal. Well, but thank you, Jason. But I needed. But let's move on. Um, so Dan Campbell, I understand being aggressive is what got you. I totally get it. I understand you're biting kneecaps. That's your brand. That's how you play. And I'm even okay. It, the first time he went for it on fourth down, and the and uh, he actually should have probably gotten it right. The mm-hmm. receiver dropped the pass. Right. But when you have a chance to tie the NFC Championship game with a makeable field goal. And you have a veteran kicker. You don't have Anders Carlson where you, you know, your coach is allegedly praying on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he got to tie the game. Like, I didn't – and that's not, oh, he failed, what a bad mistake. Like, I – I mean, I was sitting by myself, so only Stella and Sadie the dogs heard me say it. But I'm like, I hate this call before yeah. he did it because I think you need to tie the game because then look at the way the game ended, right? You never know – how much those points are going to matter. And now you're playing to go tie the game and force overtime on the road instead of being down 10 and needing a touchdown and an onside kick. So I I didn't like it before the result. I certainly didn't like it afterward. I'm bummed for Lions fans. I mean, my gosh, you know, we think the Packers have made Packers fans suffer over the last 15 years or so. 
Um, imagine being a Lions fan and being that close and having a 17-point halftime lead. This was like the Packers in Seattle in 2014. It's It's got to be brutal for, for Lions fans. So which is the worst situation, them going for it on fourth down or the fact that the Packers tried to make a field goal and missed? That's which true. is the worst situation? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm I'm going to talk about this with Tosh later this morning. Like, I, I just, in the NFL, more often than not, you get what you deserve, right? Like, it, the Packers, they lose that game a week ago Saturday because their inexperienced field goal kicker who had missed kicks in 10 of 12 of the last 12 games uh, missed a kick. You missed it because your defense that you decided to fire your defensive coordinator couldn't get a stop with the game on the line. You lost because your quarterback who was so amazing for nine straight games that we were stunned that he would make an inexperienced quarterback mistake on that interception. Like they, they lost that game. They had ever, it's not like they got cheated. It's not like the refs stole it. The Packers lost that game. And so did the lions yesterday. Like they, I don't have a problem with, if a kicker misses a field goal, like especially if it's in a makeable range, it's the right decision. And in, with Michael Badgley yesterday, you know, I think they even showed him um, uttering some sort of expletive on the sideline after they failed on fourth down. Like I would have made that kick, and the game would have been tied. So I think it's worse to have taken that risk. I, I'm fine with the first time, not fine with the second. Were you surprised at the brilliance Patrick Mahomes? Displayed he and Travis Kelsey. Uh, more disappointed than uh, surprised. I'm. I've turned on Patrick Mahomes uh, for personal reasons. Okay. Uh, so remember the Buffalo game uh, earlier this year where they got called for offensive offsides. Oh and yeah, and after the game, after the game, play. he was like totally rude to Kadarius Josh. Tony. Josh Allen. He was really rude to him. So he went after the official who called the offensive offsides, which, by the way, was the correct call. Yeah. And all of the analysts said it was too egregious to let it go. He should have been mad at Kadarius Tony and not the official. That official, I feel like Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends from college. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's I'm personal. Rooting, I, as, as much as Sydney loves uh, Taylor Swift, I am rooting against the Chiefs, and I was bummed that they won the game. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is generally a nice fellow, but uh, he was, I mean, I've never, I don't know how many times I've seen a quarterback that irate at an official and be in the wrong on top of it. I just thought that that, that dropped him down a peg. It may have had something to do with my friendship with Mike. Though. I think it probably did. Probably. Hey, so Jordan Love was at the Marquette game. I was surprised Jordan Love is still in Wisconsin. Uh, what is typically the schedule for the players in the offseason? Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Now, I know that his girlfriend, Ronica Stone, who played volleyball at Oregon, uh, and is, could not be nicer. She came and actually talked to Sid's club volleyball team. She's, he's, I would love, and I told Ronica this, I would love for her to get him to come out of his shell a little bit because with us he's he's still very cautious and reserved and she's like just all personality all the time but he she's playing pro volleyball in San Diego and I think they've started training camp so 
kind of like when Jordan's in training camp. She probably doesn't see much of him. So I don't know if that factored into him sticking around for a little while or if he had some extra meetings that he wanted to do with LaFleur and the offensive staff. But, yeah, I was totally surprised he was there. Like, usually those guys, you know, they do their exit interviews and then maybe they hang around a day or two longer. Like, they, I know we had open locker room last Monday, and I know most of the guys left Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So the fact that he was at the game, uh, that was great what Shaka Smart said about him. I just was surprised that he was there. Okay, so Tony Romo, wasn't he on Saturday Night Live talking about now football's over, we go to the Super Bowl and all these Oh, that was uh, somebody who played him. uh, Oh, it was like... Dismuse. Okay. yeah. Jason, how irritated do you get when it comes to Super Bowl time for all the fans that are out there that are a lot like me that don't know everything? I don't have any problem with people who don't know anything. Do you go to parties? I I mean, it sounds like you're by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't... uh, Thanks. <laughs> no, no. I, I I would consider that to be a compliment at this I, stage right. of the game. Yeah, yeah. or did Katrina just get knocked out a peg or two? Yeah, yeah right. right, right. Yeah, Helen Hunt, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm just serious. Like when you, I would just think that seeing the game through your eyes is such a different lens than everybody else that it would be hard for you to be around people. They're like, you know, how many points does this count mm-hmm. for? Yeah. So that I'll tell you that does not bother me at all, uh, and frankly. I'm, I'm like everybody else. Like, if I'm at a Super Bowl get-together, I'm probably not watching the game that closely. I'm more excited to be around people I like and watch the commercials and that sort of thing. Now, the person that I don't like at a Super Bowl party or at any sort of watch party of a game is the know-it-all guy who doesn't really know it all but loves to talk loudly to try and impress everyone with his knowledge guy. The Cliff Clavin. Come across this guy at games. Yes. Like I, we had a, we had a gathering before one of the games. Um, when we do our pregame show and there were a couple of guys there and I think like Detroit and Minnesota were on and I happened to go get something to eat and I was standing watching it. Not, I, I just stand there quietly. That's, you know, I, I would rather talk to people but not talk about the game. And these two guys, I mean, I think they thought they were Tony Romo <laughs> and Greg Olson. Like, oh, the commentary that they were delivering. And, of course, most of it was erroneous. And I was just like, you know, you guys, just watch. I wanted to say, but I didn't because I'm not confrontational. Uh, just watch the game. None, nobody's going to be impressed with your vast knowledge. But they they just kept right on going, and I just left. I couldn't do it anymore. So that's that's the party goer that I have more trouble with. So how's the search for defensive coordinator going? Who have they interviewed? Yeah, I'm struggling. It's hard to choose, but I I, (laughs) I appreciate Matt giving me the opportunity to... You know what? I would say uh, I would actually probably choose you over, well, knowing exactly what the fans want, that's the important thing. doesn't matter what the team wants. We want an aggressive style defense. I'm hoping they hire somebody. Yeah, I think Matt does too. So here's what's interesting. So last time they were doing this was three years ago. They they ended up with Joe Barry, but they interviewed nine candidates, uh, Joe Barry being one of them, Jim Leonard, the former Badger, being one of them. He was their top pick, and he decided to stay at Wisconsin. Um, but, the, but the list of guys that they interviewed, I believe four of the others that didn't get the job all got defensive coordinator jobs elsewhere in the interim. So he had a pretty good list. 
of mm-hmm. up-and-coming guys that he interviewed. So I, that tells me that Matt's got a pretty good idea of who the up-and-comers are that are are deserving of, of interviews. Now, I would say one of the guys that they interviewed the last time that I really like, who has been the defensive coordinator for the Broncos last year and then the Carolina Panthers this past year, his name is Ejero Evero. And he actually worked in Green Bay when McCarthy was here. He's a really smart young guy. He runs a similar scheme, so it wouldn't be that big of an adjustment. But he's a lot more aggressive and a lot more creative. And he has success at the two stops he's been. Now, the problem is he's still technically under contract with the Carolina Panthers. He's also interviewed for a bunch of head coaching jobs. Uh, he's up for the Seattle job along with some others. I don't think he's going to get it. But the Panthers would like to keep him with and pair him with their new head coach who was the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. So I don't know if that's going to make him available to even interview, but Matt LaFleur worked with him with the Rams for a year. He really, really likes him. When they played the Panthers uh, on Christmas Eve a couple days earlier, Matt went on this really long soliloquy about how great Evero was. So it, there is definitely a admiration, and he's my pick. Whether or not they can get him or not is another issue, but he's the guy that if I was him, I would hire. All right, very good. As always, thank you for the insight, Jason. We'll talk to you later in the week. Bye, All Jason. Right, everybody. This was fun. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. Three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio. Well, he's got all that going for him, but he was not the quarterback for the sixth-grade boys' flag football team like Katrina was. Yes. He probably was the real quarterback on a real team with pads and a helmet. Oh, no, I don't think so. He's never played? I don't think so. No. 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 I think he was too busy trying to figure out what kind of chips and dip he was going to have when he was sitting out in front of his television yeah, that's watching the Super Bowl it. by himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't think you meant that to be a shot, but it kind of, I think he kind of took it. No, like I that. didn't mean it to be a yeah. shot at all because I honestly think that yeah. the way his brain thinks, it would be really hard to be. Sure, a little eight year old Jason Wildey in front with a notepad writing down yeah. notes as the game went on. He out. probably was doing that too. Right. Or turning down the volume and doing the play-by-play. Will be brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call Mr. Holland, 866-992-1717 or MrHollandsHomeServices.com. And he's also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Buying vintage rides and muscle cars, visit DJ'sTransmissions.com.